Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, Timeless Wisdom to Enrich Every Day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, August 18. Humility is not self-deprecation. It is the simple recognition that in everything, God alone is the true doer. God acts through instruments. Humility, though an important step toward overcoming the sense of I and mine, retains some sense of ego, an ego open to higher wisdom and guidance. In total egolessness, even humility ceases to exist. The little self is no longer a consideration. <laughs> Swamiji just never, he never gives us a break. <laughs> I'm humble, see, look at me, look at me, I'm humble. But he still even pushes it a step further. He's, he's actually quoting something that Master himself said, Yogananda said, when someone prays Master's humility, Yogananda said simply, how can there be humility when there is no sense of self. So there's a, a stage where we are working with our self-definition and we're beginning to have a greater respect for uh, uh, being part of a greater reality and realizing that even when energy moves through us, we haven't actually created that energy. But but there's still, for almost everyone, in Swamiji, you know, he... He just puts out this little book, which just seems kind of like unassuming. And this is his way. And, but, but everything he says, Swamiji says, is in relation to God realization. It, it was very interesting. I just, out of interest today, I received a, an invitation to, to be part of a free uh, online class series with a couple of uh, men who are teachers, very well-known teachers, um, that I, I, one of them I happen to be slightly, have a slight personal acquaintance with, very slight. So I was just interested exactly into what, as to what they're saying. I haven't yet received the course, and uh, it's just two one-hour classes. I'm not sure I'll watch all of it. But I became curious as to what other people were recommending, because these, are, these men are, are men of great integrity, great success. They do a, a great deal of good for a lot of people. But they're teaching something else. They're teaching how to manifest what you want in the world, how to have power in this world. And they very carefully are not talking about God. They talk about the universe. They talk about forces, other forces. It's basically how to become powerful, effective, selfless, generous. I mean, all the principles are true. I 100% I endorse the work they're doing and the work that countless others are doing. But Swamiji pushes it a step farther because his teaching is based on an avatar and the possibility of completely transcending this world. And so even when he talks about humility, the, the natural tendency is to think if I'm humble, it's enough. But humility is a step toward complete um, forgetting, just completely forgetting the self, losing consciousness of self, in, in the contemplation of a greater reality. And 
even though people may try to do that without the concept of God, I, I really don't think it can be done without the concept of God. Um, Ananda is, of course, one of the characteristics of Ananda is that we have these communities. I've lived in community, with, with the exception of a few, a few months, in the transition from Ananda village to Ananda Palo Alto, maybe a year, where I'd, we didn't quite ha- we didn't have a community here. But from 1989, there's been a community in Palo Alto as well. So I've lived essentially all my adult life in community. I'm just accustomed to it. I know I know what it's like. And uh, we made a movie uh, called Finding Happiness, which is available for streaming on many different platforms. I highly encourage it. It's it's quite a nice movie, and it, one of the things it also has in it, which is unique, it was filmed in 2012, Swami passed in 2013, and there's a lot of footage of Swamiji of a sort of informal nature, which you don't see that much of. It, it, the movie was a, pro, a full production, so it's a, a production of Swami in a very nice setting and so on, but it was, it was all um, spontaneous dialogue to move from A to B, but still it was just extemporaneous in the moment. So when we launched that film, which was 2013 and 14, we did a number of public showings, and I, I went sometimes to the public showings, and afterwards we'd have a question and answer. And after one of the showings here in the Bay Area, someone asked me the question, is it possible to have a community, a successful community, that is not based on spiritual principles? Can you have a successful community without God, was the question mark. And I, I wanted to answer them honestly, so I did my best. And I said, look, the, the real problem in community is the people. <laughs> of course, I mean, that's because people are people. You can get perfect architecture. You can have all the solar systems you want. You can have raw milk from your own cows. You can have organic gardens. You know, you can have all the things in the world. But then you have these pesky people who are sort of in the middle of it. At one point when... In our community, I was, I was, this was a joke. Bear in mind, this was a joke, talking with uh, our community manager. And we were just making up this whole idea about how we could just have the people just bring them out when we needed to show that we have a community and the rest of the time just have them sort of put away somewhere. I mean, it was a joke only, but it was, it was rueful humor based on just pulling everybody's energy together, getting everybody going in, a, in the same direction. So I said, the problem is, human beings, and the problem with human beings is that we have egos, and sometimes those egos become extremely fixed on something that I want. And it's not always that I want selfishly, but I want solar power, I want organic gardens, I want this political action, I want to eliminate microaggression in speech. Whatever it might be, we, we, we pick up something in this world and we want it to happen. And then somebody else picks up something else in this world, and they want it to happen. And so, and so there has, if a community is, is really going to succeed, and it depends on what level you want to succeed, you can get a small group of people together and live very happily. Ananda is, has a big vision of community. But there has to be something that is more important to people than their egoic opinions. There has to be something that people are united on as a value that they're willing, willingly, and not coercively, but just willingly, willing, uh, able, and wanting to set aside a smaller consideration 
for greater consideration. And usually organic gardening, solar power, um, appropriate architecture, usually that's not quite enough. And when, you, and when you start getting into politics, there's so many different nuances of opinion. Usually it's not enough. But the one thing that people will put aside their small considerations for is for God. However, that's understood. Because it transcends all other considerations. And if there is, if there is a, a deep inner personal commitment that is not based on the institution imposing it, but is my spontaneous desire for the way I want to live my life, then when it comes to this kind of a head-to-head with human beings, everyone can look to this transcendent reality. And so that's where even mere humility shifts into self-forgetfulness. There is something that is more important to me than me because it makes me feel more of who I want to be rather than less. You see, it's a very fine line and it's all based on actual experience. When people think of it theoretically, they think that self-forgetfulness shrinks our sense of fulfillment, dynamism, uh, creativity, self-expression. But the discovery that the, the devotee makes when that humility is based on the contemplation of the divine is that rather than having less of what I think of as me and mine, I have much more of it. And those are words that have to be actually experienced um, before we're able to fulfill it. So in, in our Ananda communities, we're not a democracy. But neither are we in any way um, a, a, a dictatorship of any kind. Uh, we're, we're not run from the top down, but nor do we run by consensus. So it's a, it's a unique thing. There's nothing, else, there's nothing else that I know of, honestly, that I've ever seen that operates quite the way Ananda operates. So you can't compare it to this or that. Someone coined the phrase that we are a dharmocracy. Dharma is that action that sometimes people call it duty, but that's not a sufficient word. Dharma is that action which leads to expanded consciousness. An expanded consciousness is what the object is. So even when we're thinking about humility, humility is to expand our consciousness, not to contract it. And this is the not always self-evident reality that I was speaking of just a moment ago here. So a dharmocracy is when we all come together and we try to understand what action will expand our consciousness individually and as a society together. And it has been our custom when we have, we have a, it, when at Ananda village, which for a long time was the only Ananda we had, there was an elected village council and that, those members were elected, but it, was, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't a hard-fought battle. People didn't really campaign. It was more like people would put themselves forward as willing. And so we would end up with this village council. But the village council, as to my experience, and of course I haven't lived there in a long time, but we never voted. If we had to vote, if it had to be three against two, so this is the decision, 
we didn't have any faith in that kind of a decision. This is my ego opinion. This is your ego opinion. More of us feel this way, so you're defeated. It was that all of us would collectively tune in to what was trying to happen, tune in to what was self-evidently going to take us where we needed to go. And at least when I served on that council, which was, of course, many years ago, if we, if we couldn't... And this is different than consensus. Con- cons- consensus is everybody has to agree, but the idea of consensus usually is everybody's opinion is equally valid and we have to get all the opinions together. So among other things, it takes forever to make any kind of a decision. But also you're just accommodating each other's preferences. Whereas in democracy, we're all trying to transcend our limitations. And if, if something is true, there is a confidence that we'll all know it. And it, to my experience, it's always worked. If we can't come to a, a shared understanding of what the highest path is for us in this, then it's not time to make a decision. And I know I was part of a number of meetings where it just wasn't time to make a decision because there was too much lack of clarity. And if we all tuned in deeper, we would be able to feel what was trying to guide us. You see? It's, it's a wholly different way of operating. And, but of course it depends that everybody involved, well, they have to be more than sincere. They have to be carrying out a spiritual practice that enables them to tune in to a higher level of reality. So in other words, we have to be meditating or, or deeply devoted, serving God, discipleship. These are all the unifying factors that, you know, in the, after the movie, people would say, can we do all this without that? Well, if you, if you could find something else that would accomplish the same goal, you could, fi- you could do it. But you have to find something else that will accomplish the same goal. And for the the long-term endurance of your community, it has to be something that's alive and ever-growing and and will will shift with the time and still be be viable. So humility is the beginning of that. First, I humbly don't take credit. And then taking credit doesn't even occur to me because there's no self to take credit because that which expresses itself beautifully is the part of me where I've gotten out of the way. So when somebody compliments you or me for doing it, there's this absolute knowledge that I didn't. And it's not a pretense. It's just a simple experience, which all of us touch into it sometime, sometimes. And then by conscientious self-effort and sadhana, spiritual practice, it just becomes who we are. So Swami says... Humility is not self-deprecation. It is the simple recognition that in everything, God alone is the true doer. God acts through instruments. Humility, though an important step toward overcoming the sense of I and mine, retains some sense of ego, an ego open to higher wisdom and guidance. In total egolessness, even humility ceases to exist the little self is no longer a consideration. Joy to you. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.